the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We are continuing a series that Pastor Jesse began last week called The Myth That Man's Will Is Free. It's pretty confrontational, but God is pretty clear on the subject. If you'll join us, we'll show you where. Next on Way of Grace. want to have a say in the matter. We are the captains of our own ships after all, right? Forget the fact that God has created us and we are considered by God as pottery and he is the potter. We are the sheep of his pasture. But that doesn't matter. We have free will, right? Well, sorry, we don't. And that's what we're exploring, the myth that man's will is free. This is Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Please join us as we explore scriptures together to come up with clear answers from God himself. Here's Pastor Jesse with The Myth That Man's Will Is Free, Part 3. This is what you're about to watch. You're about to watch God speak particularly and intimately about what's in the heart of the Assyrian king. I want you to get it because this is about the myth of the freedom of the will to do whatever it wants to anytime it wants to. Notice what he says. Oh, oh, Assyrian, the rod of my anger and the staff in their hand is my indignation. I will send him against a hypocritical nation. Now, who is that hypocritical nation? Do you guys know how to contextualize? Who is it? Israel. That's the church. All right, you want to think that one through. Whenever the church just gets besides itself, does God know how to send external influences to discipline us? You better know it. The, The other thing that Christians don't really do well is submit to the revelation of who God is and how he acts according to his word. Israel is being told by Isaiah that Syria is coming down to whip your butt, okay? And Syria is coming in less than 100 years. Now, y'all think Israel paying any attention to Isaiah? No, you know what they're going to do? They're going to cut Isaiah in half. They're going to tell him, we don't want to hear what you're saying, and they're going to saw Isaiah in half. Are you guys hearing me? All right, let's keep going. Look at this. I will send him against the hypocritical nation and against the people of my what? Will I give him a charge to take the spoil, take the prey, to tread them down like the mire of the street? Now, this is the God of the people of Israel. God's explicitly telling them what the judgment is going to look like. Do y'all see that in the language? He's going to tear you to shreds. He's going to mow you down in the street. He's going to destroy your homes. 
He's going to pillage everything you have. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the God of the Bible. You know how you hear folks say, my God wouldn't do that. Well, that, that's because your God's not the God of the Bible. Have you ever heard folk talk like that? My God wouldn't do that. I ain't got time for you. I just don't have no time for you because you don't even read your Bible. You have fabricated a false God that does not even honor the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible is a just, holy, righteous God. And when a Christian has a biblical worldview where we know that God performs all things, even using the wicked for the day of evil, we don't somehow say, where is God when the evil comes? God's on his throne. And he let the evil come to punish rebels. And we just sit back and say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Right along with the angels and just hurry up for the judgment to pass so we can walk back in his mercy again. Does that make some sense? All right, let me keep going. I want you to get it. How be it, he does not mean so. Now go back to the verse because there's a hinge pinch here and I don't want you to miss it. God is just giving you a commentary on how he's going to use the heathen to punish his people. And he gives explicit details. And then he gives you insight into that ruler's independent thought process. Look at verse 11, verse 7, part 8. So I want you to get this now. So God has just told you and me what he's going to do. Now he's showing you that the wicked ruler personally has different ideas. Now, remember what I just shared with you out of Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7? Man devises his way, but God does what? Directs his steps. Now what you're about to see is how God sees into the heart of the very king that he's using to punish Israel. And he's telling Israel... What I'm doing with you is not what the Assyrian king wants to do. He wants to do something else. This goes to show you again the sovereignty of God over against human autonomy. Does that make some sense? This is man's own free will acting independently of him being used by a sovereign God and God's getting ready to call him on it. Now watch it. Howbeit he does not mean so. Neither does his heart think so. Please understand what God just did. He let his own people know, I know you and I know the king that I'm using to discipline you. This is how much I know the king that I'm using to discipline you. He's not thinking like me and neither is it entering into his heart to do my will. He has his own agenda. Now, does God see his agenda? All right. So that means God already knows before it happens, right? This is what we call omniscience. Here it is. But it is in his heart to destroy and cut off nations, not a few. Y'all see what he just stated? Now, God says, I'm going to discipline you in measure because of your rebellion and disobedience. But if this fool has his way, he killing everything across seven nations. So what God is showing you is how God sees people's hearts, right? Now, let's watch to see 
how God acts. Because our assertion is your freedom never, ever thwarts God from doing exactly what God wants to do, even though you have internal purposes and designs to do otherwise. Here it is. Verse eight, for he said, now notice what God is doing. He's telling you now, not only the disposition of the heart of the king, but what he's saying. Is that intimate or what? Does God know humanity or what? Does he know Biden? Does he know Pelosi? Okay. I'm just asking you. Does, does, it, does he know? All right. Does he know our governors and our senators and our congressmen? Does he know their plans are far off? Okay. All right. This is your God. Now watch this. For he said, are not my princes altogether what? King. What is he doing? He's boasting like Nebuchadnezzar did the other day. Remember what he said? By my hands did I build this kingdom. So what is the king of Assyria doing in his own mind? Watch this now. He's making himself big. He's making his rulers bigger than they really are. This is called postmodern, irrational fantasy where you distort reality in order to puff up your position. Did that come home, ladies and gentlemen? It's important to get. Now, I'm very glad to actually be at this point because you and I can do that too. One of the things I worry about with Christians is that we don't think well enough to catch ourselves when we go to BSing ourselves like this. Because that's what you can do. You can sit up and start lying to yourself about reality because you have a goal you want to accomplish. Am I making some sense, children of God? Right. And so what the Bible does is he shows this in the lives of unsaved people and he'll do it even in the life of a believer. But I don't need a believer for me to know that I can think like this. All I need is the fact that God shows me one person in the Bible that starts thinking irrationally and absurdly about his own capacity. So what he's doing is inflating himself in the pride of, are not all my princes kings? They're a bunch of peons. They're little dirtbag human beings whose breath is in their nostril and God can send a pathogen that can't even be seen to wipe them all out in one night. How absurd is it to stand up and act like he's going to just bring to pass his will because he got a hundred sharp dressed soldiers. God's laughing in the heavens at him. All right. Now notice what it goes on to say. Verse 11 is not Kelna and is not Carchemish is not Hammoth as Arpad. Is not Samaria as Damascus? He's boasting about what he's accomplished. Let's keep walking because we're not there yet. As my hand has found the kingdoms of the idols and whose graven images did excel them of Jerusalem and Samaria. You see what this guy is doing? He's boasting about all the kingdoms he found and all the idols in those different kingdoms. Don't have time. I can put a parenthetical here. 
I'm going to put a little parenthetical for those of you who are keeping up with me and the judges. I remember I used to do this many years ago when my study in the word of God is not as deep, was not as deep as it is now. You got to really have time to study everything when you're studying anything God's word. I remember years ago, I used to ask this question. What in the world do those pagan idols look like in the time in which every time Israel turned around, they bowed down to them? Is that a good question? I'm going to just sit and drill down for a moment. I just, I just want y'all to join PJ for a moment with was a mystery to me. Because see, I know that you and I are driven by the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. I, I know that I'm no different than Solomon. You might be, but I'm not. And for Solomon to have collapsed under 700 wives and 300 concubines. Those idols had to be powerfully alluring. Did they not? They had to be so powerfully alluring to draw God's choice servants away from God. Ladies and gentlemen, are you hearing me? Right. So I I often try to think about how does that correspond to where we are today? I do. Now, I I think that you and I today struggle with invisible idols. But they can't be completely invisible because your lust has to actually be attached to some kind of image. Am I making some, making some sense? Like, I don't know how we can be lusting at the something we can't see. But I'm just drilling down. I'm just drilling down. Can we do that? I'm just drilling down. I'm trying to figure out in my generation, how do we recognize the alluring idolatry of the present systems that so easily move us away from allegiance to the true and living God. Okay, that's all I'm putting that out there. I don't don't have the answer, saints. I don't have the answer. There has to be some kind of pull, right? And that day, it was literal idols. I don't know what they was, gold, silver, precious stone. I don't know if they were naked women, probably was. Because, you know, ain't nothing new, right? Um, and, and, but but I, we don't need to hypothesize. All I need to know is as frequently as Israel continues to collapse up under idolatry and leave Jehovah, there has to be something in the juxtaposition of the invisible God and visible idols that makes it hard for God's people to cleave to the invisible God over against the visible idol. Am I making some sense? All right, good. All right, this is all I can say. All right, let me keep going. Verse 11. Shall I not, as I have done unto Samaria and her idols, 
so do to Jerusalem. You jump it, please. Go back, please. Shall I not, as I have done unto Samaria and her idols, so do to Jerusalem and her what? Right. Now, now these are the reasonings that are coming through in the mind of the pagan, this pagan ruler. Verse 12. Wherefore, it shall come to pass that when the Lord hath performed his whole work upon Mount Zion and Jerusalem, I will punish the fruit of the stout heart of the king of what? So you see what he just said? All right, so I'm going to whoop Jerusalem's butt, but they're my people. Then I'm going after the stout heart of the king of Assyria. Do y'all see it? Now let's walk this through a little bit more. I will punish the fruit. I will punish the fruit of the stout heart of the king of Assyria and the glory of his high looks. So see what you got is God now is standing in opposition to the king of Assyria as the king's enemy. Do y'all see that? God despises the arrogance and the pomp of the heart of the Assyrian king. Now, so can y'all see God triangulating here? Can y'all see him triangulating? Say, Pastor, tell me what it is. That's a political term. I'm going to help you. Triangulating is when there are three parties here. God is one party. Israel is the other party. Assyria is the third party. God, who is in control of this whole narrative, is using the third party to discipline the second party. But the second party God loves. That's Israel. That's you and me. And so... Because he loves us, he's only going to discipline us in measure. Daddy only going to whip us with 39 stripes. It's not going to be 41. That's because he loves us. But this fool over here would like to whip us with 89 stripes. And daddy is pissed off about that. Am I making some sense? And daddy is saying, I ain't going to let that happen. He must be crazy. I called him down to whip my children butt because they got out of line. But you think I'm going to just let him have his way? He got another thing coming. Did, did I make that plain? Uh, did, I, did I make that plain? Yeah, because that's how God is with us. He didn't already pay for us. He ain't going to let you go to hell. And he's not going to let another have glory over him in your life. You do see that, right? Here it is. Wherefore, it shall come to pass that when the Lord has performed his whole work upon Mount Zion and on Jerusalem, I will punish the fruit of the stout heart of the king of Assyria and the glory of his high looks. Keep going. Verse 13. For he said, do you see it? This is what the king says. By the strength of my hands have I done it. See, you want God to fight against you? Boast in your own strength. See, here is the epitome of free will expressing itself. Do you see it? This is the epitome of free will. By the strength of my own hands have I done this. He's deluded, isn't he? Saints, have y'all learned already? He's not even aware of the power behind him that gave him the ability to do all that he did. What is he doing? He's stealing God's glory, is he not? He's not acknowledging... He's not acknowledging what many of us teach axiomatically here. And that's this. 
And this God has to humble you to learn how to, to teach you how to frame your language. Without Christ, I can do nothing. I can't achieve one goal in my life apart from the grace of God. God has to work in me the will and to do of his good pleasure if I should do anything that glorifies God. God has to give me grace to think right and act right and do right. And when he gives me grace to think, act and do right, I'm going to give him glory for it because I know apart from his grace, I would never do it. God's getting the glory anytime I do anything right. Now, see, that kind of preconditioning terminology on the part of the Christian acknowledges that God is sovereign in our right choice making. Am I making some sense? We are not telling people we did that in our own strength, that we generated these ideas from our own will, that we fabricated these lofty plans in our own intellect. No, not only did the right thinking have to be there, but then the right execution of all that God allowed me to plan and purpose, all of that had to be by God's permission and by God's power in order for it to come to pass or else it never would have come to pass. Does that make some sense? Right. And it may sound like we are being um, overly pious, but I will tell you that on a much more logical level, we are actually being less honest than we could. Meaning, I don't think we even really know how much God works in us to even keep us in the right thought processes. I don't think we do. I don't think we give God credit enough for keeping us in the orbit of right thinking. Right. The only time we get a little sense of how enormous grace must be to keep me in a general pathway of right things is when I'm out of the way in such a bad situation that I'm so far from God that I feel almost like a devil and I have to say, if it wasn't for the grace of God, this is my state at all times apart from grace. Does it make some sense? Right. It's important for us to know that because I think, again, you and I are fighting against pseudo perceptions that don't correspond with reality. All right. Let me keep going for a bit. For he said, by his strength, by the strength of my hand, have I done it? And by my wisdom. That's not true. For I am prudent. Do you see what that boy doing? I am prudent. Mirror, mirror on the wall. And I have removed the bounds of the people and I have robbed their treasures and I have put down the inhabitants like a valiant man. Do you see him boasting? That, that king is incurring the wrath of God as he speaks, is he not? God will tear down every proud look. Now, now, can I say something? This is why I used to stand back whenever I listened to Donald Trump talk. Because every now and then Donald Trump would talk like this. He would get stupid. Yes, he would. I'm sorry. He would get stupid. And, and he would get irreverent with God. And I go, listen to that fool. Listen to that fool 
don't know that God put him in that position and now he's acting like he literally said it. God needs me. I don't know. No, I got God needs me. You fool. God does not need you. And that's why he was humbled this first time around. Well, you are listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. Closing out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know how the program encourages you in your walk with Christ. Questions, comments, prayer requests are always welcome. You can either write to us, give us a call, or stop by our website and drop us an email. Now, the best place to go, of course, is the website. Not only will you be able to write to us via email, you'll be able to get more information about who we are, what we believe, worship times, how to get here. Grace-Bible.com is our website. Again, that's Grace-Bible.com. If you wish to give us a call, the number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're writing to us, our address is 22768 Main Street. That's 22 22- 768 Main Street, here in Hayward, the zip code 94541. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541. One final note as we close out our time today, this program is listener-supported. If you wish to partner with us, we would be more than grateful. This broadcast airs throughout the Bay Area, as well as online, impacting thousands for the sake of Christ. And that is our hope and our goal. If you'd like to partner with us along those lines, feel free to write or give us a call. No gift is too large, no gift too small, whether a one-time gift or a monthly support. You're more than welcome to reach out. We would love to partner with you as we minister the gospel of Jesus to the Bay Area and the World Wide Web. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.